Welcome to Jimmy Knows. Drop in for a few laughs and some insight on life and the law from Boston's favorite lawyer, Jim Glazer. This show is a presentation of Jim Glazer Law. For more information, visit JimmyKnows.com. Hello, everybody. This is David Yaz from the Boston Podcast Network here in our Westwood studios with the star of this show, Mr. Jim Glazer, attorney at law. How you doing, Jimmy? Hey, all good. How you doing? Good. Just want to make sure that the crowd is on your side, Jim, as usual. <laughs> Love it. So the podcast, I've been getting some good feedback on it and um, hope you're enjoying it. Definitely enjoying it. People are, people are going to get to know Jimmy the lawyer like they have not known before. And so it's the holiday season, and uh, I think everybody likes to share stories and stuff around holiday traditions, things that are important to them. It's funny how people I know are all across the board. Some people get so into either Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever, and then some people just like, leave me alone. Where do you fall in that scale, Jim? I kind of think, you know, I'm in the middle, you yeah. know, we don't go overly crazy with it, but we definitely uh, have certain traditions and we're, you know, starting to try and create some new traditions as we go to. Yeah. How about in your office? Does the things change at all around the, the holidays? You know, what we've pretty much have done with the, for the holidays is we try to actually celebrate it after the holidays. Oh, you know, smart. Basically during the mid year, sometime in mid January, we find it's just a little easier for everybody to, you know, get together at that time. And what kind of thing do you do? Depends. We'll try and do like a dinner with the te- a team dinner. You know, we're talking about this year, maybe trying to get get some people out to a sporting event now that basically COVID's over. And, yeah. you know, basically everyone's kind of getting back in the office and back together. It was a little a little more challenging during when everyone was a little was remote. Yeah, I I know because I hosted a couple of online parties and uh, you could try to jazz it up as much as you want. It's still not quite the same, right? No, that, yeah. that's you know, 100%. But yeah. we, speaking of the office, we are actually starting what, some new traditions. And mm-hmm. basically, yesterday we spent a day at um, Ocean State Job Lot buying clothes and you know other necessities, winter necessities for Boston's homeless population oh, okay. or people that are in need. Actually dropped it off to Circle of Hope and Needham. So it's, it's, it's something, as the firm has grown, it's something we absolutely are going to get more and more focused on. We're probably going to call it something like Jimmy Cares or Jimmy Gives Back, but it's, mm. it's really a percentage of our firm profits so actually going to be allocated towards charitable, you know, initiatives on a yearly basis. And it, this is something me and my partners are committed to. And it's something we actually have started right now. That's terrific. Ocean State job lot in Dedham there on Route 1? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, actually in Norwood. And actually, um, oh, Norwood, okay. Yeah, and I'll be back there tomorrow. We're actually going to be going for a Toys for Tots drive. My wife and I, um, Heidi Marino, who mm-hmm. used to work at Kiss 108, it's having um, a function at the seaport over the on Saturday night. And we're going to go and, you know, we're actually going to load up and bring some toys. Nice. So you got the toys, you got the clothes. I guess Jimmy really does care. So that's a, that, but that's excellent, and I applaud you for it. It's, and I think it's a good uplifting thing for your colleagues and stuff. We, when I used to run Lawyers Weekly, we were always looking for new things to do, both give back to the community if you can, but really just stuff to get the employees out of the office once in a while. And a couple times we did the Greater Boston Food Bank and just spent the day there, and just everyone get such a smile on their face out of that, right? And it's and it's it kind of it's good to just kind of stop the everyday work and do something that makes you feel like you're doing something good and makes you think about people who don't have it as well off as we do. Would you agree with that? I, I agree 100%. I'm pretty fortunate. My sister, who actually uh, works for the, the Kraft family, she's an attorney, and actually she's pretty much very involved with the Patriot operations. But she's extremely philanthropic, and uh, she's always, her philosophy is always do good. And, um, 
a lot of it is rubbed off. I mean, she does a lot of, she's very concerned about food insecurity in Boston and things of that nature. And she ran the Dietrich Wise block party for the last probably three or four years in Boston in conjunction with the Mattapan Teen Center. I've been fortunate to be around her. You know, we've always supported her causes and now it's time we're going to try and take some initiatives and kind of do our own thing. But in conjunction with a lot of these great philanthropic leaders in Boston. The craft jet, or the, I should say the Patriots jet, always seems to be being deployed to these missions of mercy. And uh, I don't mean to sound glib about it. Uh, a lot of charitable things. The, the, you just, you, have you seen that in, in the news? Like the, the whatever, I don't remember if it was Katrina or a different hurricane or somebody, but I know Bob Kraft has volunteered to let that jet do some good work in addition to taking players to the games. I mean, you got the jet, I guess, why not, right? Yeah, and actually, um, speaking about taking players to games, I mean, with that massive tragedy down in Virginia, basically I saw that the Kraft family actually donated their plane to take the Virginia players to the funerals of their fallen teammates. I mean, you know, what what Robert Kraft does, I mean, it's a lot of it go is not really in. People really don't know, but they're an extremely generous organization and family. Yeah, they get criticized because when you're an NFL owner, you get criticized for various things. And Robert Kraft has had his, his share of brushes with the news, let's just say. But but there are much more examples to, to what you're talking about. In fact, I'll tell you a secret, Jim. This is not the secret, but my parents went to Brookline High with Mr. Kraft. And there has been a running tradition that they all meet at a certain restaurant. I won't say what it is because I don't remember what it is. But anyway, they get together. It's a sort of a group of Brookline High alumni that still keep in touch, and they do lunch once a month at X restaurant. And just recently, Mr. Kraft showed up. And um, not the thing he normally does, and not the thing you would normally necessarily think he would do. He's a busy man, of course. But he showed up, and he and my mom had some a scrapbook and some pictures, and they were going through and seeing, you know, my mom was a majorette, and... And Bob Krause, like, I remember you and all that. And so, and I don't think it's talking out of school to say he picked up the check. So, I mean, now that's only just one meal, but it's, but you know, it's indicative, right? Yeah. No, um, <laughs> actually, uh, my mother actually went to Brookline High too. Okay. And my aunt was actually in his class probably and probably with your mom. Oh, you, you think? Yeah. Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I don't think Bob Kraft ever forgot about his Brookline roots. Right. You know, I mean, basically, I think when people were saying that he was going to move the team to Connecticut years ago, I mean, that just wasn't going to happen. This right. guy, he's 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 Boston born and bred, and basically he used it as leverage to get really what he needed to get done here. And I just I just think that the family, you know, they just do uh, they do a lot of good things, not only for Boston, but I mean, I think the United States as a whole. Yeah. So we've got just about a minute or so left in this episode, but. Let me ask you, looking back on holidays past and Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever whatever you want to call it, were you a kid who craved certain toys? And can you remember the best gift you ever got? <laughs> that, that, that's a tough one because yep. I've never been super materialistic and mm-hmm. my family always gives me a hard time about this. <laughs> so let me think about... So you're not the type that, that wanted something in particular? No. Really? No, no. And my kids are very similar and my wife blames me for that, but I'm just, <laughs> I just, I'm just not a material guy. I'm just basically just an average guy and you know, basically I really don't... Have, we, I want to do good. I want to help people. I think you're known that way for yeah. sure. You, you, so the, the, the humble act is, is not just an act, Jim. It's actually you, I guess. But... <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I re- I remember I don't know if this will ring any bells with you when we were 
And we're the same age, Jim and I. And when we were the main sort of gift craving years, I think is probably like ages six to 12 or so, right? Something, something along those lines. And there weren't really video games on that you would play on your TV for a while. Eventually, Atari came around. Everybody wanted Atari, then everybody wanted Intellivision. But do you remember the handheld electronic games? So, like, yeah, my kids even joke with me. I'm not a big video gamer. No? I mean, I just never have been. And I always appreciate my buddies who are really into it. But, yeah, no, I do remember some of those handheld games like Pong or Ping or yeah. whatever it was. And, it was Pong, yeah. there was a football game where... The, you, as the player running with the ball, you were just dash. I'm talking about punctuation mark, dash, just a little slash, and you had to maneuver around these other dashes. I can't believe we we bothered playing with those with those things. But so anyway, I, I can't believe how sophisticated these games have become. I mean, yep. I'll go down and watch my kids play, you know, especially yep. my son, and I'm just, I I don't know how they do it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, your mind has to work a certain way. No, no. So, does do your kids do the ones where they're playing video games and they're playing against their friends who are all in the, in the remotely, right? Yep. That, yeah. That, that's that's something. I, I guess there is a positive side. At least they're doing something with their friends, even though they're not physically present. At first, I remember my son Andrew would be down in the basement, and me and my wife would look at each other like, "Who's he talking to?" Right. And then basically, <laughs> right. we, we, I'd go downstairs, and I would, I kind of would ask him what's going on, and they, he was playing against his buddies. I mean, one of his buddies was in California. It was crazy, but. You know, when we were kids, we used to have to literally get out of the house, meet up with our buddies to have what we'd call, you know, I guess what you call now play dates. I mean, right. we just call just go hanging out in the neighborhood. Right. I mean, these kids, I mean, they could have these like virtual play dates. They didn't have to leave their basement and they got to hang out with their buddies for hours at a time. I mean, yep. you know, in one way, I think it's pretty cool, but I kind of liked it our way a little bit better. I liked it our way too, yeah. You get on your bike and you ride down to... East Elementary, and you play touch football or whatever. That's what it be. <laughs> or tackle football sometimes because we were morons about it. <laughs> oh, you played in the street too. You remember that? Oh yeah, we yeah, played the, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, well, if yeah. there was if there was some snow on the ground, then you got lucky, and when someone tackled you, you got a little cushion, or they push into the snowbank. That was always fun. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I do remember one. Yeah. I do remember one thing when we were growing up. I okay. remember a couple of snowstorms where a couple of my crazy buddies would basically do like a little bit of bumper skidding. They oh yeah! Basically no like, way! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would jump on the back of someone's car and grab the back of the bumper when they had those old metal bumpers, and you get your hand under it. Right. It would almost be like you'd sled down. I mean, some of the crazy things I remember our kids would do. And I lived in a kind of tame neighborhood, so that was kind of very <laughs> adventurous at the time. I know. That, see, that's crazy. I, I, I think I would have been too chicken to do it back then. And come on, if your kids were doing that now, wouldn't you freak out? Yeah. I mean, if the car, if what happens if the car stops suddenly? I don't even know if I want my kids out in the street in a situation like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, we're uh, we're at the end of this particular episode, but anything you want to say to uh, your listeners on the occasion of uh, the holiday, Jim? No, no. Other than um, just I want everyone to have a wonderful, um, holiday, safe and healthy holiday season. And hopefully any of their resolutions or wishes come through um, in the new year. From your words to, to God's ears. How does that go? Something like that. Anyway. We thank you for listening to Jimmy Knows. Please go to JimmyKnows.com for more information on everything Jimmy does. Please follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. And I'll be back with Jim next week. Have a great one, everybody. Mm-hmm.